Hello, welcome back to Pav's Pod. Again, just me. Philly Philly Bang Bang's in the office today. So unfortunately for the 10th episode of Series 2, uh, it, it's just me, sadly. So I do apologise about that. You get to hear me waffle on uh, for, for, 10, for 10 minutes maybe. I'm not going to talk about anything too strenuous, don't worry. Um, just some things to point out, obviously... Start the Six Nations uh, on the 5th of Feb, so we're on a, a kind of a two-week countdown now. So keep an eye out for events that are going to go up with the club. Um, there's potential to have an early game on the 5th, um, and then we can all stay at the club and watch England beat, play Scotland uh, to see see what happens there. So keep an eye out for that. Um, Burns night uh, is this Friday, so if I get this out in time, might be tickets. Uh, if not, I really do apologise. Um, I'm just going to draw attention to this eye. Uh, if you're on the YouTube, you can see that I've got some some mascara on there. Um, what actually happened is Harry Pritchard, uh, one of our second rows, decided that while I was lifting him yesterday to to punch me in the side of the head, um, which I feel like might be something that a lot of people have wanted to do for a long time. Jonty said I probably deserved it. I probably did, but there we go. Uh, so any any money to me would be great for, to to aid my recovery. So if you want to get in contact to donate to the, the Goat Fund. Let me know. Um, this week we've got Sam Green on. Uh, she is she is another one of the Greens. There's a few of them around. She's not as bad as John T. Uh, she, she can be a nightmare, but not as much as a nightmare. It was it was a really fun record. I know she was a bit nervous at the start, but no nerves were shown. No nerves were shown. So I just highlighted them to you for for no apparent reason. So um, let's get on with it. Let's let's speak to Sam and we'll talk after. Sam, welcome to the podcast. Thank uh, you. Thank you for coming on. Just a, a quick intro to Sam for those, those who don't know her. Um, started at Pavs at under nine, am I right? I think so, under tens, under nines, about that time. Similar age, isn't it? Give or take, yeah. Um, you're now a pivotal part of ladies, la- Pavy's Ladies. Um, quite a keen recruiter for that I've had. You played for Hartley Adams University. Our what position? Uh, mainly centre. Mainly yeah. sandwich down inside centre, then doubted my research. And by some research, it's one photo I found on Facebook with 12 on the back. <laughs> um, you're by far the best drinker at the Greens. That's a rumour I've heard as well. Yeah, yeah, I'd probably say I am. Yeah. Probably. Um, and like I said to you before recording, although I want to talk to you about your rugby adventures, it is worth noting that you are John T's sister. Um, but we don't really want to talk about him that much, and he's not going. I'm hoping he's not going to make a random appearance on the podcast. He's not invited here, so not at all. <laughs> but um, how did you get into rugby? Uh, just through Jonty, really, as a as a rugby family. Um, started going up on a Sunday. Joined. So when you, when you play as as girls, you drop an age group. So you, girls always play with a year group below. Until I oh. think we turn eleven, Fair, isn't it? and then once you're eleven, you have to play girls only. Um, so I played with like Aidan Bridell, Hugh Ratcliffe, that sort of age group below mine. Um, and then yeah, once I was in the girls, it was Stuart Bell and Ken James that started coaching us because their daughters both same age as me. And yeah, we built up from there. Really, got quite a good good squad going. That's interesting. I never knew you had to play a year down. Yeah, if that's still the case, I'm not totally sure, but I certainly did. I'm looking um, towards the qualified coach for a bit of insight into that, if I'm honest. Who's <laughs> not sure? I <laughs> don't know. 
I don't think it is. I seem to think that girls play with their own age group now okay. until under elevens, I think. And then yeah. thirteens girls will be from under eleven onwards, I think. Yeah. But don't quote me on that because um I don't know the rules of the sport. It's changing as well, because at the moment you have under thirteens, fifteens and eighteens. Mm. And I think they're splitting that up even further. Um, which I'm not sure is necessarily the right thing to do because recruitment is quite difficult in girls rugby anyway yeah yeah that is topic on our script but we'll get back to that um before we start are you uh are you excited about this interview today um no (laughs) no yeah no I am yeah just nervous that's good then uh, let's get up to Uh. (laughs) wow I don't think you've seen the bleepers um so what I wanted to ask about, we know you played university rugby. We'll come back to the playing side, but we got a, a sneaky message through uh, not long ago about certain what they would now call welcome drinks in university, uh, initiations. What initiation story are you prepared to? Because I've got some information, so I know a little bit. But I'd like I think where you've got that information from as well. So I know for my initiations, I told them I was allergic to fish, uh, which I'm not. I just don't like it um, so that I didn't have to consume certain products that came out. Um, I think we ended up in bin bags as clothes. Um, And I did go to the first ball of the year after initiations with blue hair because um, stock marker is a big thing at Agricultural University, which is the spray paint you put on sheep and stuff so you can number them. It's like an oil-based paint. Um, and yeah, blonde hair, it really stains. Um, <laughs> so I had blue hair for about two weeks. Uh, so you basically had the paint that they put on sheep to yeah. notify them as pregnant or whatever. Or just number them or, yeah. Or just number them or whatever in your hair. Yes. I suppose... I suppose sheep hair is can't be that dissimilar to human hair. Yeah, it's totally safe. Um, just an interesting look. Totally safe. Just yeah. Next week we'll brand each other. It's only yeah. normal in, a, in yeah, agriculture courses. <laughs> Don't do tattoos here. Yeah. No, no, just hot branding. <laughs> yeah, hot branding. Get over. Um, is there something about a goldfish? Is that Harper Adams? Um, if there is, that's not my lot so i don't know okay. on that well tell the story tom is that I got told something about holding a goldfish within the mouth doing a task without swallowing and having to keep it so you have to keep it alive and not swallow it i feel like i'd remember that i feel like you would but yeah. that's why i thought you said you were allergic to fish no <laughs> that was a really good way of getting out of it yeah it was, sorry yeah. i can't put a goldfish in my mouth because i'm allergic to fish no. Not much fish in a goldfish, though, is there? Right. No, not much meat on that. I'd always no, that sounds me. like a Ben Allen sort of story. Um, uh, yeah, well, he's the only other person we know who's gone to Harper Adams. So. Yeah, yeah and, and I wouldn't be surprised if it happened at Harper. There was all sorts. We used to end up with I mean, dead squirrels, pigs' heads, all sorts floating around. Um, there was a pig head that went around for about three weeks, just kept being passed from different halls. Oh, great. Um, so, like yeah, so there. so a fish in a mouth is is nothing. Was there really? a few Tory parties up your own, was there? David Cameron. Yeah, that's sort of props yeah. around. <laughs> Sam, did you put your willy in a pig's mouth? <laughs> 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 I 
<laughs> no. <laughs> Tom, what a stupid question. Um, I thought you guys were going to have some form of care for animals. If, like, I guess the pig must have been dead already. Oh, it's only once it's dead, yeah. yeah, yeah, did, yeah. Did, for some reason, I had a slight moment of, why do they behead a pig? That's not very no, there's no, fun. there's no rituals, nothing, nothing <laughs> untoward. It all comes from the butchers. So. I don't know, I'm, Although I'm at college, to be fair, they did steal a sheep, um, and that lived in halls for a couple of days. Um, Amazing! Yeah. Amazing! How you hide a sheep? It's like that. Um, um, yeah, quite still. Can stay. You so you got a sh- you stole the sheep, or they stole? I the didn't sheep. personally steal the sheep. No, right. but, um, I wasn't allowed to live in at college because I'm not one of the favourite children. Um, so I just slept on people's floors uh, <laughs> wherever possible. Um, but yeah, yeah, there's a sheep for two days. They did get. What did you do wrong in your life not to be one of the favourite children in a family that has Jonty in it? <laughs> Jonty's one of the top, so uh, yeah. No, you, you've got to be top three. That's like a guaranteed position. No, the the way it really works, you've sort of got Danny and Jonty fighting for top position, and then you've got Tash and I fighting for bottom. Most of the time. Fighting for bottom or fighting not to be bottom? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. For me, I like all your siblings. I like two of your siblings. Um, Tash doesn't really seem like she's on this planet most of the time, so I'm not sure she understands the hierarchy, does she? Um, yeah, yeah, I'd say she understands the hierarchy, yeah. Yeah, yeah she knows Jonty's golden boy and Danny's golden How boy. is Jonty golden boy? I don't understand. I think it's just firstborn, because he's done nothing to prove himself. Um... No, we know, well, we know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's very good at posting pictures of houses on Instagram. Yes. No, you couldn't even do that on a sunny day for the last week. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> the Photoshop in the sky, it's fine. <laughs> um, so the rugby side of uni rugby, walk us through that. What was that like getting into for the first time? So it's interesting. So Harper Adams is a it's a four-year course with a one-year gap. Right. So you go on a placement year. So no year has the same like squad, if that makes sense, because there's always a whole year group missing. Um, so it makes it quite difficult that every year is starting from scratch. You've only got one age group that has already played. Um, and we do yeah. recruit a lot of people that have never played before, um, which isn't always an issue. We get a lot of, you know, sporty people from other things, you know, rowing and netball and all the rest of it come and join rugby. Um, but yeah, it can be quite difficult. And we start being an agricultural uni. They start term a bit late after harvest. So our first game is like two weeks into term. <laughs> so it's always good good fun <laughs> Love it. can't start till harvest is done yeah yeah so so that's kind of how that works um i was captain in second year oh that's the year, that's the year group that have played two years in a row so we have all the roles um so yeah that was quite good fun um yeah we were the only year group to go on tour as well oh we had, we had wow. a really good 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 setup well, you, you could not of uh segue segue in place better there so it's actually a better link than what i normally do really? <laughs> I'm, very, I'm very good at links okay so the tour so being ladies rugby and not having that many teams to play against and all the rest of it we just went to tenerife <laughs> we didn't play rugby <laughs> you just went on holiday yeah 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 we just went on holiday Amazing. as a team sunbathed Went to a big water park, got really drunk, and that was that was our tour. Really, I won't say any further on that. 
Um, uh, why not? No stories. What goes on tour stays on tour. Oh, no, but the rules of Pod is what yeah. goes on tour stays on tour unless you're recording an episode of Pod. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say there was anything too underwater. Um, there were, you know, there's a few people went missing every now and again. A lot of sunburn in inappropriate places. Oh dear. Oh dear. Yeah. We're a very comfortable team. No, no, no. It's not, oh, that. not when you've got sunburn in inappropriate places. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not the fact that you're comfortable. I don't under, I, I'm I am always one to get nude. But if you're if you're getting stuff out, that'd be the first place I want a sun tan lotion. I want to yeah. cream up on them. You'd think. Yeah. yeah. In that's not seen much sun, you'd you'd protect that, wouldn't you? Yeah, but then the other argument is get that sun on and get it tanned quick because it doesn't see sun a lot. (laughs) I think I could tan mine with a torch, to be fair. (laughs) 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 Um, So you went on tour and you didn't play rugby. Now, why aren't all rugby tours like that? Why do teams insist on rugby? Why can't we just go on holiday? Yeah. Yeah. We all talked about it and we talked about city breaks and going, you know, and then we all just went, you know what? We just want a holiday, but a bit rowdy. So Tenerife it was. And it was brilliant. Oi, oi. Went to an Irish bar a lot. Um, I love that. It's such an English thing to do, isn't it? Let's go and enjoy the culture. Oh, look, there's Paddy's Tavern. There's not a lot of culture in Tenerife, though. Yeah, it's not not very Spanish, is it? No. I don't know. I bet if you go outside... Not You're outside. just being sold a lot of stuff, aren't you? Yeah. And they're, they're not Spanish either. No, <laughs> no they're not. <laughs> far, from, far from Spanish. Um, one game of rugby I have heard about uh, that you played in is one that there was around, from the recollection of the individual, of 85 points being scored and only about two or three conversions. If that. Uh <laughs> That was that was in our first year. Um, we had a, we had a good squad then. The second years were all really good. Our final years that came back, yeah, we were a good good squad. I think it was probably our third game in. Um, but our ten, cracking player. You wouldn't look at her and say ten. Um, say no more. Um, and she did all our kicking, and she's a good drop kicker, but our our goal kicking wasn't great. No. So it didn't matter. We we, we won. <laughs> but how much shit did she get for it? Because I feel like you need a lot. She was she was our captain. So um, oh. yeah, yeah. The kicking game in women is not not great. It's not something <laughs> where we ever get taught. It's not something that ever gets practiced. And it's the short straw as to who wants to do it. I don't think it matters. It's exactly the same in the men's. Yeah, yeah. George Billum. <laughs> George Billum, <laughs> your brother, kick. Can't kick, insist on kicking. It's amazing. Um, before we go back to rugby, we we reached out, like we do uh, with most of our episodes, to our fans. Um, and we have got some bollocks from the balcony. Uh, okay. Some questions to ask you. Now, there are three right. questions. Can we play a game, Tom? I think this could be a good game. We'll just come up with it. Can you guess which one has come from Ollie Hansen out of all these? So we'll do all the questions. You give us the answers. Then you have to go back and guess which one came from Ollie Hansen. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Perfect. I just want to caveat this because one of the one of the listeners has sent in three questions 
Um, they're not bollocks. They're actually really, really insightful questions. So I've pushed them to the end for the serious conversation <laughs> um, as opposed to putting some of the shit that some people have sent in. Um, okay. So uh, we've already talked about the, the sibling hierarchy, um, but both of your brothers have messaged in asking who's your favourite sibling. So it, it does depend on the day of the week. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's an ever-moving scale. Difficult. Jonty and I did not get along until I think I went to university. Um, Do you want to explain the age difference? We're only three years apart, Jonty and I, and then there's 10 years from me to the twins. Christ. Is it? All deliberate, of course. Yeah, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Which we do remind the twins of, so we are aware. (laughs) I mean, Dad's only in his 70s, isn't he? So he's young still. Yeah, the twins joke between them, because obviously being no one plans for twins, they joke between them like, you were the accident. No, you were. And we go, no, no, you both were. (laughs) You genuinely were both the accident. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe if you were intentionally here. Yeah, yeah. A pleasant surprise, sorry. Pleasant surprise. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, it's ever moving. Um, yeah, Jonty and I, we fought as children a lot and teenagers. We weren't allowed to go to my grandparents together. I particularly remember hitting him with a ski at the bottom of a ski slope. Like, we we, we fought. <laughs> oh, that is the most upper class. I was going to say, there is nothing, there is nothing more green, is there, than I, I slapped him with a ski. <laughs> oh, I hit him with a ski at the bottom of the ski slopes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we weren't we weren't best friends really, but we get along a lot better now. Now we don't see each other as often. Uh, <laughs> you can fill him in anytime you want. Yeah, yeah. I still don't know who'd win in a fight between all of us. To be fair, but, um, Tash. but yeah, and then Tash. <laughs> yeah, I'd say Tash probably. And then Danny, yeah, he's either good fun or grunting. Um, so yeah. when he grunts, he's you know he's off the top. Um, and then Tash is mini me. So if I dislike her, it's probably because. No, I'm disliking myself for whatever reason. Oh, that's really deep. <laughs> I don't like my sisters because I don't like myself. <laughs> I just, yeah. just, can Danny talk? Like, I don't think I've heard a full sentence and he's, um, he's 17 now. If he's trying to wind up Natasha, yeah. Yeah, he yeah. can say a he, lot to her. He, sp- he said two sentences after his senior debut. Sorry. So there was only, I really enjoyed that, and yes, I scored a hat-trick. So, that, I mean, it's not many words. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't think it would be, yes, I scored a hat-trick. I think it would be someone said, did you score a hat-trick? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, uh, thought, yeah, yeah, I think you're right, actually. I think it was a one-word sentence. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like that even texting. Um, I sent him a message, I think it was something like, when are you home this weekend? And he'll just reply, why? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, or going through our phone contracts because I'm in charge of all the phone contracts looking at everybody's minutes <laughs> and the average for Danny's month is like 13 <laughs> even on the phone are you ready? yeah, see you in a bit, bye <laughs> you don't get a conversation <laughs> the only time it's any longer if it's, if it's gone to voicemail yeah <laughs> <laughs> I've known him for years and I don't think I've had more than a one word answer out of him at any point. Yeah, so you know he can he can be he can be chatty, but in the right situation. Oh, you know when he was chatty, I take and, and I'll take it back at Jonty's wedding. But he was oh, when he drinks, yeah. I love picking him up from parties because he tries really hard to be sober. So he talks really like 
I'm trying really hard to talk. <laughs> and he has a full conversation about my day and what are you up to? I'm like, Danny, it's fine. I know you're drunk. It's not a problem. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I would say now. drinking is the most. Yeah. yeah, I remember. Uh, I remember at Johnny's wedding, asking, <laughs> asking how many times he'd fingered someone, and he'd just go red every single time. <laughs> oh, God. And then I think I can't remember who I was with. I was like, "I'll oh, stick with us, and uh, we'll, we'll give you advice." It might be some, it might be some ridiculous like Stevie or something like that. Oh, God. Probably not the best advice. No, no. <laughs> um, Poor lad. Yeah, Phil, do you want to move on to another question? I'll let you pick. Yeah, well, we'll just work down the list, shall we? Um, the second question, uh, I'm guessing this one's coming from a sibling, I'd hope. Um, what is the most traumatic experience you've had involving a pee? <laughs> no, um, I'm guessing this isn't like a princess in the pee incident. No, no, quite so... Barsh, but... <laughs> so it used to be a running joke that I'd spent more time at Stepping Hill Hospital in Manchester than I had in any Nottinghamshire hospital because every time I went to my grandparents something would happen hmm. um, and one particular incident I don't remember it so I'm going to say I will have been like three maybe four um, typical grandparents house you know they're like potpourri and things sitting around you had <laughs> dried peas and I was playing sorry as a, as a display yeah, I don't know. They don't have them anymore. <laughs> no, I know um, gone. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, they just had a bowl of dried peas and I was playing with them and just stuck one up my nose. Um, <laughs> and it got stuck and started to swell and I had to go to hospital to get it removed. <laughs> now, now, that's interesting. And and this shows the difference in our upbringings that you, you at your grandparents have put a dried pea up your nose. Uh, I used a quality street wrapper and <laughs> shoved that up my nose um, and then I couldn't get it out. And my little brother used a green Tic Tac because it looked like a bogey and he just breathed in too fast. He was like, Wait. <laughs> So sticking things up noses is quite common. I think the big problem was that they took me to hospital, got it all taken out and I came home and did it again. Um, (laughs) but I think they managed to get me to like snort it out that one so I didn't have to go back in the same night you did what the same day yeah yeah same day yeah yeah. came back and did it yeah I was a bright kid Uh, (laughs) yeah really clever yeah yeah and then a time probably a few years later because I do remember uh, my grandma had made fish cakes homemade um, and I got a fish bone lodged in my throat that's not pleasant. That's not your fault, though. No, no, that wasn't stupid. No, no. but I still had to go to hospital for that. I mean, you could try chewing your food, Sam, but uh, I mean, that's when you know you've had four siblings. You've got to just inhale your food just in case. Fight, fight your way through it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Particularly with Danny about, he can eat. I bet he can eat. That's why he doesn't speak much because he's been taught not to speak with his mouthful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Another question. How did your dad react and what did he do when you first took, or you took your first boyfriend home to visit? Set the scene. What was you how old were you? Wasn't first boyfriend, but like first official meet the parents boyfriend. Because my yeah. parents, you don't introduce quickly. You know, it's it's a long oh. time before. <laughs> I can imagine. And that's enough said. Yeah. And who's a delight. So I think <laughs> I was about 16. And yeah, 
brought the lad round for dinner and dad was sat at the kitchen table cleaning his shotgun. <laughs> I love it so much. Which, which wouldn't be so odd if he cleaned it regularly, but I think that's the first time in 10 years he'd actually cleaned the gun. <laughs> so... That is, I see. So obviously, I've got two little girls, so I'm. You need to I mean, think. Unlike your dad, I've got a bit of size about me, um, uh, but yeah, things like that. Just great ammo. I think. I think I'm going to take up sharpening knives. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Axe, axe would be quite good. <laughs> axe, yeah, just a random axe. Big and yeah. You should be fine though, Phil, because you you and Nathan, as long as you get sight of both of you at once, no no lad's going to come everywhere near an Eccles job. No. <laughs> <laughs> I know, your poor girls, I do feel for them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Lucy here, maybe. Rosie, no, not at all. I don't feel for her. She'll, uh, <laughs> she will be fine on her Hold own. Her own. <laughs> she'll, be, she'll be in prison for killing her first boyfriend, probably, at this rate. <laughs> the Black oh, Widow. <laughs> Oh, go on, Phil. Find us a question. Uh, my children. Uh, how <laughs> did... Oh, no, that's the question we just had. Uh, I mean, obviously, this is a phrase from a film, but I've got a feeling it's got an alternative meaning. <laughs> and I'm not sure Tom's got the <laughs> punctuation right on this one. But what does release the Kraken mean? Oh, that's back to rugby. Um, so we had... A girl on our team. Who this was... wasn't about sunburn in inappropriate places, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's not what you called. No. <laughs> no okay. Release the Kraken girl, sun's out. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it was not that. No, I think it was, I think, again, it was first year rugby at uni and the boys had been banned from playing um, for some antisocial disorder in the village i think it was when they crawled through the village naked or something and got <laughs> so um you get so we were la- villages <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know the poor local village of harper um but yeah so we were playing on the first team pitch which was very rare for us and we had the full support of the university which was lovely so we Amazing. had bag- bagpipes playing and all sorts you know it's it's a good effort so as you do in shropshire yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah everyone's doing the port challenge you know a bottle of port in the first half so it's just a big mess and we were playing I think it was a big final as well so it was an important game and it was a really really close match and we had a girl who played for us I think she's prop she's a big girl she's strong and she's a very aggressive determined player and there was one moment where she was running down the pitch with like three other girls hanging off her legs. She's absolutely just fighting her way through. And one of the crowd just shouts, release the Kraken. And that's what poor Chrissy was known as. Um, oh, no. <laughs> as she's walking across a field. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's not the yeah. nicest of nicknames, is it? She took it well. She's a good lass. Um, did... <laughs> <laughs> did you and John T uh, sync menstrual cycles quite early on growing up or <laughs> probably <laughs> well that's a that's a rough week isn't it in the green household poor David <laughs> um, and, and then uh, do you know if John T and Ed Collishaw are now friends <laughs> I don't think they've spoken for quite a long time so probably not <laughs> So do you want to just shed the, a little bit of light on the story? So I had to phone John T and ask about this because it only got brought up again a couple of weeks ago. 
And I had forgotten everything because <laughs> it was of no significance to me. <laughs> and now it all makes sense why John T invited me along to a rugby social 10 years ago and hasn't ever done since. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was, it was just a, it was pub golf, wasn't it? And we were out in Nottingham and everyone just got really drunk and rowdy and all the rest of it. And I think we went off and had a little smooch around a corner or something. And that was definitely as far as it went. But I think he then wound Jonty up a lot more about it. And I believe Jonty did try and defend me, which would be nice because that's the first time he's ever done that. So Jonty has <laughs> tried to defend you is not the words Jonty used amazingly okay. when he sent me. So when Jonty messaged me, I was like, he said, I imagine you've had a lot of questions about pub golf and Ed. And I was like, not really. He was like, I may have drunkenly tried to fight Ed. So you're saying yeah. not try and fight more kind of. Excuse- I mean, Jonty's not really a known fighter. Is no. It? No, because I asked how Ed reacted and supposedly Ed laughed, gave him a cuddle and said, now come on, Weasel, you don't want to go hurting yourself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what I've heard. <laughs> what so that's why he never invited me back. <laughs> that's fair, I get it. Um, do, you, do you know Ed? Did you ever meet Ed? I've met him, oh, yeah, I met him when I, very early on in my Pavia's career, but I don't think I ever really spoke to him. Because he, he he's a he's a, a farmer uh, of that sort of um, type, and he's not a massive bloke, but he is freakishly strong and freakishly stupid. Uh, not wishing to pick on your choices in men, Sam. But, um, <laughs> I say no recollection. <laughs> and for Johnny even to stand, that's the bravest thing I think Johnny's ever done, personally. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, because that's that goes from the extreme that we had. I think when Jonty was on, when it was upstairs, was it in um, Walkabout where <laughs> a fight kicked off and he nearly weed himself or something? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can believe that. Yeah, yeah, that's more likely, isn't it? Um, which of those questions do you think was Ollie Hansen? I don't know how long Ollie's been in the team, so I'd probably say the. Ed Collishaw question. No. No. We'll, we'll, we'll let the, the listeners guess as well. And what was the can... first question? Because we've got release the, the Kraken. Siblings. 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 Uh, the P. The P. Boyfriend, Kraken, menstrual yeah, cycles, and Ed Collishaw. Oh, menstrual cycles then, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, forgotten about that one because we we didn't dwell on that one, did we? No. no um, <laughs> Phil, <laughs> considering we're in a we're in a question mood, um, do you want to get out your your kraken? Your, your... <laughs> your well, the first time it's been called that. <laughs> Some of the tentacles. <laughs> um, right. So I think you know what this is, Sam. It's quick fire question round. Yeah, so just actually, these are all clean. Don't worry, I've kept them kept them relatively clean because you're a lady, okay. um, supposedly. And <laughs> the the idea is just to answer them as quick as possible. Your brother, I think, has the record for the longest time to take to answer all these questions because he changed his mind twice on a few. Okay. So, <laughs> red or green? Green. Favorite alcoholic beverage? 
red wine. Mm. Do you want to narrow that down? No. Okay. <laughs> She's easy. She's yeah. not bothered. Yeah. Um, Favourite rugby position? Centre. Inside. Tash or Danny? Oh, I can't answer that. Yeah, you can. No, I can't. I can't. Well, you've got to. <laughs> oh, well, Tash then. Sorry, Danny. <laughs> You're not here. <laughs> uh, last time you were yourself? Uh, never have. Proud. Wow. Um, Favourite opposition? Oh, God. Probably um, Uni of East Anglia. We went to play them five minutes in. Um, one of our girls sat on someone's ankle, broke it. We came all the way home again. Oh, yeah. that, and, and that is, like, I've played at the University of East Anglia. It is so far away. Yeah, yeah, that was our furthest furthest game, yeah. Blimey. We all had a McDonald's on the way home, so it really was a counterproductive sort Is that of Newark? Okay, <laughs> 17. Uh, <laughs> I might have done exactly the same. Phil, would you like to take best or worst memory? Well, you've, uh, I'll, take, I'll take best memory. Go I'm reading the wrong script, I just realised, so that's... Uh... Which script are you reading? The one that I've just done the my stuff on. <laughs> You're going so well until three. Yeah, I'll, I'll take I'll take someone's best rugby moment. Thank you, mate. Best rugby moment. Oh, um, I think probably being selected for East Midlands. Um, that was quite good because um, better standard than John T ever got to. Uh, for one, um, yeah, got a lot of stash. Quite proud of that. So yeah, I'd say representing East Midlands. So when was that? Under 15s. Or getting be- captain at uni. You know, it's a bit close. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I never played East Midlands or was captain at uni. So I can't really input on that. Um any reason that East Midlands were good, or is it just because it was better than what Dronty could do? Um, well, we got to play all around the country at some really nice places and it was proper rugby against some proper teams you know it was really nice it was difficult at Pavia's because we did I want to say we poached but we ended up with a big squad of a big area so to play anyone that matched us was quite hard to find um we we ruled a bit uh, which was a really nice place to be but it was quite hard to actually find decent opposition um whereas yeah. when we got to East Midlands it was it was really good rugby yeah it was the same Franz age group yeah, they they played, they joined up with Leicester Forest East, which just happened to have Emily Scarrett and Vicky Fleetwood in it as well. So they had a pretty ridiculous team and the only tough game they could ever get was against Worcester, who again, I think, ended up having sort of three or four current internationals yeah. in their squad. So it was like a very hard to find out. So when you do play East Midlands, you know you're going to get some good rugby and yeah. girl stuff. Yeah. It's a bit more difficult, I think, because there are fewer teams of quality. Yeah. yeah. It's just yeah. not pushed at a younger age. Um, you know, it's just not that same same level of sport. And I mean, I gave up at sort of, I think I quit at 16 for a few years before I went to uni. Um, mainly, you know, it was it was hard commitment and I had the horses and, and if you ask my mum, would you rather I rode horses or played rugby? Which sounds better when you're telling your friends, you know? So that was horses. <laughs> that was that decision. Yeah. Fair. 
Um, before we move on to chat about uh, women's rugby and girls' rugby and how it's going and stuff, um, what's your worst rugby moment? Um, I'd potentially say during one of those East Midlands games, I think it was an East Mids game, uh, I nearly got red carded uh, for, well, I don't think I did it deliberately, but um, their fullback was really, really fast, really good. I was reasonably fast, but certainly not as fast as her. But she had a ridiculously long ponytail, sort of, you know, the hair down to a bum sort of level. Yeah. And yeah, no, I no reached out it. for the tackle and I just didn't quite make it and just, you know, clawed in her hair a little bit and stopped you, that you way. Rapunzel'd her. Did you did you go full Rapunzel on her ass? Yeah, I did a bit, yeah. <laughs> and say, I think it was because it was in a ponytail, it wasn't tied up properly, it was a danger. It's not your fault. It wasn't my fault, no. No. It's not illegal to tackle someone by that. Just put it out there. It surely has to be. I think it might be. You can't just ponytail someone. I think you can. I'm putting it out there. That that was... I I seem to remember I played with a lad who had dreadlocks. Yeah, but if a lad's decided that, that's their own silly decision to have a ponytail. Yeah, but it's the same rules for men's and women's, isn't it? Well, I, defi- I definitely that, was very I'm close thinking. to that red card, so maybe I'll have to go back to that ref and uh, dispute that decision. I mean, it's bygones, bygones. It's, it, it's not. I've just giggled it. Um, oh, it is <laughs> not legal. Yeah, sorry, it is legal. Stop pulling people by their hair, Phil. <laughs> you can. I'm going to say I'm going to get tash on it. New tactics. <laughs> I think it, I think it's the NFL that you can tackle people by their hair. Yeah. Well, that's a silly sport anyway, isn't yeah. it? Um, I know you really enjoy it, Phil, so I saw your heart break a little bit there. Yeah, just a little bit. Just a little bit. Um, we've had, a, these are the three uh, not bollocks questions um, which are coming, but there was something that we naturally wanted to talk about. It's, uh, I think it was Alicia that sent them in. Um, yeah. But it was around kind of getting more girls and women into, into rugby. First question is, is there enough being done in schools and if not, what can be done in schools? We know the answer probably, but what can no be done? No way near enough in schools. Um, it, I think a big thing is your PE teachers. If your PE teacher plays netball, the school does well in netball. Um, I don't think there's enough competitive sport full stop, particularly in comprehensive schools. Hmm. I, we did nothing in my school. I think I did rounders in year seven. You know, that was as as far as we ever went with sport. Is that as girls, Sam, is it? Yeah, yeah. Whereas I think that's why we kind of did pavers and whatever because the schools didn't offer a lot it was you know you've got to find club club sport outside of school because you're not going to get it in schools I mean the private schools are quite good for it but I can't imagine Nottingham Girls High putting out a ladies rugby team um no you know it's it there's a lot of stigma around isn't there um, yeah there is but that surprised me because it is such an inclusive sport mm. it's like, the people who aren't in the sport yeah. yeah, well, it's with the greatest respect. Like, I've never seen a high-level netball team with a chunky monkey in it. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's not, it's not an inclusive sport in that way, is it? Yeah, a lot of girls heavy, You're going to be useless at netball in the nicest way possible. Whereas rugby, we've we've got a spot for you. Got a spot for everyone. <laughs> yeah. So I don't really understand why schools don't use it to because girls. It's more difficult for girls to get involved in sport anyway. Yeah. But I know Tash tried to set up um, a PE session at school and their teacher supposedly did know rugby 
um, this bloke, and their first session was tackling. And it was like, okay, so no one's got gum shields, no one's ever done it before. Right, let's go straight into tackling. Never mind how to hold or pass a ball or anything. The um, fun bits, just yeah. straight into smashing the crap out of each other. Yeah, well. yeah. So what a way to put everybody off. Yeah, no, especially if always, around. Yeah, yeah. I've always <laughs> said the big issue with, with ladies rugby and getting girls going is that lads have been running around tackling each other to the floor from word go and they don't stop. You know, even in the playground at 17, they're still wrestling. Whereas girls stop at about four. Um, Some yeah. girls. Some girls. Yeah, unless you horse ride or farm or carry on playing rugby. Um, or an Eggleshaw. Or an Eggleshaw, yeah. yeah. You know, there's there's that big difference. So getting girls then who haven't... It's like if you haven't fallen over for five years, learning to fall over again, it's, it's quite a big deal. Um, whereas I don't think lads quite see that. Um, no, I suppose it is. It's a strange one as well, because like you said, there is a stigma around it. And I think yeah. that's what my mum really enjoyed when Fran started playing rugby when she was about 13, 14, was the fact that girls would play, you know, 60, 70 minutes, whatever the matches were, disappear for, as a teenage boy, he just wanted to go home. They disappeared for what felt like an eternity and then appeared like an hour later, all straightened hair, looking totally different group of girls than they, they went into the change room as. And then they were a lot more social than the lads as well after games. So they'd hang around for longer. I think the parents who, the parents who weren't previously part of rugby clubs and their daughter just got into it, really enjoyed it because it's a totally different world to what a lot of people have ever been involved in. And I think that's what my mum really appreciated about it. It's the, I think it's better in its competition that you're all as a squad and your competition is some other team. Whereas most other female sports, you're always competing against your, your mates. You know, even in netball, they're all competitive within each other just to get those positions. It's dog eat dog. Um, yeah. And I think that that isn't quite the case in rugby. Yeah. And this is coming, obviously, from a, <laughs> a middle-class white man. But do you think there's, going back to the inclusivity of the sport, is actually really beneficial just for how girls and women feel in their own body because it isn't a case of, oh, you have to look like this to play rugby. There's, right. It's just a broad spectrum that actually it doesn't just teach you a sport, it teaches you kind of how to be yourself and being comfortable with that as well. Yeah, yeah. And we had such a random team. You know, we were mm. every every shape you could possibly be and it just never mattered. You know, that was the one thing when I was designing the kit for our second year, it was like, right, we need some more flattering lines. Because uh, <laughs> our first year picture, which is the picture you put up of me, um, you know, some good tire rings there. Um, really not a flattering kit. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I'm just jealous that whenever someone looks partly bad in a kit, I go, they look still slightly better than me, but it makes me feel slightly better about myself in a, <laughs> in a tight skin shirt. <laughs> yeah, no, it does. It does matter. And I know they have these debates with the girls all the time. Um, as to what they will want to wear after the game. And it's always remembering that you've got to be inclusive of everybody. Everyone needs to feel comfortable. Um, mm. You can't just have your supermodels looking gorgeous. You know, everyone's got to fit in. And simple things like, oh, God, we all have to wear these mini tank tops would put somebody off from joining. Mm. You know, as soon as you know yeah. you're going to look stupid, it's enough to stop you going. So yeah. it, image matters, unfortunately whilst it shouldn't yeah 
It's a lot to think about there. Yeah. Um, what would you say to someone of any woman of any age or any girl of any age, if they wanted to get involved in rugby, but didn't know really how to or were comfortable doing so? Um, go for it as young as possible. The younger you start, the more you'll understand it. Because uh, it is a complicated game, you know, <laughs> to pick it up. And, and just don't listen to what other people say, unless it's positive, you know, just keep going with it. When someone says, oh, God, you know, that's so butch or, you know, that's a man's sport or whatever, just ignore them. You keep going because I tell you what, it's cracking when you get to the top. And one of my biggest regrets is quitting um, when I did. Not saying I did have a chance to go further, but I certainly had a better chance at rugby than I did horse riding because I need a few extra million quid uh, <laughs> <laughs> to, to get anywhere with horses. Um, so, yeah. And it's a team for life, isn't it? You know, yeah. So I think it's a confidence thing though as well, isn't it? Because I remember when Fran started rugby at school, she just became more and more of a personality in herself. Like she, her friends, when she would turn up to school, were all quite clever and quiet and reserved, which you wouldn't believe now if you looked at Fran at all. <laughs> but like that grew her as a person. And although people would have made like comments about it, she was, she was, not bothered because she was quite happy with what she could do and who she was doing it with. And the girl, the group of girls that she played with that previous was, you know, a brilliant set of girls who she's still friends with a lot of them now. Yeah. Generation one. I was gen yeah. two. You know, well, Fran, I think Fran was on that cusp. So gen one was like Harriet Billum and uh, Briggsy and that kind of group. I think maybe Kathy Burke and a few others that are on my age, Roe Williams. Yeah. And then Fran kind of came in and played a bit with them and then... And then a bit with my side, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a real shame because we'd, we'd got such a good squad together and then it was when we all left for uni, really, it didn't quite carry on underneath um, and we just lost that that momentum. I think the club as a whole at that point lost a bit of momentum. Yeah. The club had a bit of a quiet few years, didn't it? And then... Yeah, and, and a lot of effort has to be put in for girls. Oh, it does, yeah. Um, more so with lads. You know, there's loads of dads out there that know they want their lads to play rugby and that's that. You know, we will find a club, they will play rugby. Whereas mm -hmm. getting girls, you know, you've got to sell it to the girl, not to the parents as much. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, my, my sister started playing rugby two, three years ago, maybe, maybe four years ago, but she she never really played properly. And then this new team popped up where everyone was on the same level. And I think they won their first ever game about two months ago after playing for two, three seasons together. But, I mean, she wouldn't say boo to a goose and now she was recently kicked out of a McDonald's for throwing nuggets at the security guard. So I'm not saying that will be the outcome for everyone, but yeah. it does bring... We're trying, to, we're trying to promote women's rugby at all, not say it creates delinquent women. Fuck. Sam's doing her best to say that anyway. We don't need your sister's <laughs> examples as Nugget well. <laughs> I'm still pissed off she wasted chicken nuggets, if I'm honest. Unforgivable. Fuming at her. If you were a sovereign nation, that would be your currency, wouldn't it? Chicken nuggets. Chicken nuggets. And then if it was like a car, one and a half cheeseburgers, I think. Would you be happy giving away any chicken nuggets, though? It'd be a very rich nation. Yeah, just hoarding it all. And calorie rich, though. And there'd be no inflation. <laughs> <laughs> what have you? <laughs> what have me? <laughs> We've lost another 20 nuggets this morning. Yeah, no. Keep, keeping me in business, it's fine. Keep eating the nuggets. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because for those who don't know, Sam just kills little chickens all day. Um, oh, slightly bigger chickens. 
Uh, and bigger, slightly bigger than little chickens. It's just <laughs> it's not chicken licking. Just heads up something. Ben Allen's trying to look to get rid of some chickens if you were. Uh, yeah, his would be laying hens. And I don't think you'd get more than one nugget off those. So, uh, are they smaller? Um, yeah, they just don't put on meat. Meat chickens are very different to it's, laying it's chickens. It's very Ben Allen to like skinny birds, isn't it? <laughs> quite sure. <laughs> <laughs> poor form poor form um sam before we go how because you you are a female um i've gone into my awkward mode again there don't know why um you are of the feminine generations um how do we encourage more feminines to come and play rugby oh my god how have you got a girlfriend <laughs> <laughs> to get more feminines um it's it's really difficult. I think a lot needs to be done in schools. I think a lot's happening though with the Red Roses. Um, mm. You know, I think them doing well actually is is really encouraging. We went to watch five years ago. I think it was the Six Nations, and we filled one stand at the stoop. And mm. then we went two years ago, and they're filling Doncaster. And you know, it's growing and growing. So the more we can watch and appreciate what they're doing and I think the the women's game is so different to the men's it's it's we've always been told run for the spaces not the faces and you know men's rugby is just meat against meat absolutely smashing into each other <coughs> women's isn't quite quite so aggressive so obviously there's good tackling and the rest of it but it is a different sport to watch um, and to play but yeah I think I think that with them doing so well I think that really does help Mm. And the more it can get, the more girls that ask for it in schools and the likes, the more chance it actually has of going somewhere. And I think now is probably one of the best times if you are a, a woman or a girl or, you, or a parent who has a girl that wants to potentially start playing. Like, probably now is a good time to do it because the RFU have gone, ah, there's a little bit of a return if we put some money in here. And they didn't often do that. So <laughs> until they get bored of spending money, it's probably a good time to... Uh, yeah, to get involved. Yeah, it's always it, RFU funding moves all over the place. We got um, a fully funded coach at uni from the RFU mm. uh, from England Rugby, and it was you know a godsend to actually yeah. have that structure there. Otherwise, you just end up with some lecturer who likes rugby, <laughs> and then you go, you know, they try their best, but you know, if you're not, not, yeah. not a fully qualified coach, you're never going to get anywhere. No. Um, Phil, have you got any more questions for Sam? No, it's getting quite late, so I think we should let Sam uh, get to bed so she can get up with the chickens in the morning. Yeah, go um, meet Ben Allen for a chicken deal. Yeah, so <laughs> some laying hens, apparently. Um, thank you for coming on, Sam. Uh, I know you were, you were so keen about it when I asked you on Sunday, so thank you for... <laughs> Major enthusiasm and excitement. It was uh, more the shock, because you, you just said, um, so you're all right for Wednesday, you said. What's Wednesday? <laughs> <laughs> um, what oh. does normally happen on a Wednesday? It's a chance to plug it. What do you Girls mean? Rugby training. Oh, good. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, I was going to say running about club. It for twenty minutes. <laughs> uh, running club as well. If you want to do running club? Yeah, we've got a new running club. Uh, new running club. Girls club. rugby and also Sundays. Sundays is girls rugby. Thursdays. Thursdays is ladies. Ladies. Which we're now calling. Uh, we get crossed with being called women and ladies. So we're calling it 19s because we have under 18s and then just over 19s. 
and just leave 19s plus yeah yeah <laughs> which one of the girls did go is that because you're all born in the 1900s oh yeah here we are uh, <laughs> Oh, when you put it like that, yeah, we are 1900s, aren't we? Yeah. And yeah, but so someone, really someone, born, someone born in like 2001 would be a 19s plus now. That's how old we are. Yeah, I know. Don't think about that. Yeah, shit. On that depressing note, we're all old. <laughs> so, um, have a lovely day uh, killing chickening chickens. Uh, are you at quiz tomorrow? Don't know why that's a question for the podcast. Have a good one. <laughs> And, and we'll speak to you in a bit. <laughs> Cheers. That was Sam Green. Who knew that her and Johnny used to fight all the time? I imagine Johnny probably lost a lot of it. Um, thanks for your questions again, especially Ollie Hansen. Thanks for yet again another insightful question into your life. Um, but yeah, so this weekend's a big weekend for rugby. The ones have got Allen at home, a must-win game. Uh, it's a pretty good, pretty good chance to get some points on the board there. Um, so hopefully we'll, we'll see that through. A big shout, shout out to some of our under-20s lads got picked for the NLD um, this weekend. We're going to be playing on Sunday against Durham, I think. So it's uh, Alex Rimmington's in their big rim job, um, or little rim job. Depends how much of a rim you want. Um, <laughs> uh, there be Taz Elms. Uh, Josh Horton Smith, Ellis Fletcher, and Ewan, um, Ewan Lawton. No, Ewan. Uh, he's going to be playing scrum after them. So, I mean, it's a class little class to get all six of them into the squad out of a, a squad of 20, I think, anyway, um, and a wider squad of, of 25 ish. So, really good to see the lads in there. Good luck on Sunday, boys. Um, I'm sure some of the lads will be along to watch you. I won't be. Um, can't be bothered. So, there is no other parish news, really. Um, keep an eye out for some of the stuff there's a Maggie's event coming up which is on the website um, but yeah oh we are we are actually considering uh, doing some doing some sponsorships for Paz Pod so keep your eye out for that we're going to have a look into doing um, streaming pod live so there'd be this pod that she's edited which she's put out um, but for a small fee you'll be able to watch it live uncut um, and I do apologise for that. That's probably going to have to be an 18s and over uh, over a stream. But if you kiddies want to hear swearing, come and listen. Um, but yeah, so keep an eye out for that. If you want to sponsor some episodes or bulk of episodes or some equipment, let us know um, so we can start to grow the pod a bit more and then use that to, to raise money for the rugby club as well by hosting events uh, with our budget. So no more news from me. As to everyone playing this weekend, Pav's at home to Arundel, first team, second team all the way to Melbourne. Good luck all, have a lovely weekend, speak to you soon.